Hang on, hang on, hang on. Cut the music. Cut the music. Cut the music. Interesting road trip. Okay? We played some very good teams. With the exception of the Arizona Coyotes, who apparently have a good goalie. I'm seeing a lot of craziness going on right now with our fellow members of Leafs Nation. A lot of hot takes. A lot of talk about blown leads. Like, a lot of talk about, like, def- like listen, listen. This team has overachieved thus far. Not overachieved in a bad way, meaning like they've exceeded expectations thus far in this weird pandemic stop and start season. But I just want to get everybody back on the same page here. Okay? The truth about this team is and has always remained the same. All right? I'm going to stop holding this. (laughs) Supporting cast matters. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, I think this is the best supporting cast they've had in the Kyle Dubas era. Fair. But when that puck drops in game one of the postseason, I don't care who they're playing. I don't care if it's Boston. I don't care if it's the Florida Panthers. I don't care if it's the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't care. When the puck drops, This team will go as far as Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, Morgan Riley, TJ Brody, John Tavares, Jack Campbell will take them. Period. You say Nylander? Yes. (laughs) Like... Did I say Nylander? I don't know. I'm so, I'm too fired up. Nylander is definitely in part. I'm, I'm trying to list <laughs> I know, I the know, core. I know, I know. This team is not going to win their first playoff series since 2004 because of Michael Bunting. I love Michael Bunting. He's going to play a part, but it's going to be the core guys who are getting paid all the money plus Jack Campbell. So everybody settle down. It's just, that's it. They're going to go, they're going to have ebbs and flows for the rest of the season. They're going to have periods of time where they look like cup contenders. And they're going to have periods of time where old habits are going to start to creep in. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, this is a playoff team. They will be there. And these guys got to get it done. Period. So I I don't want to, like, this is all minutia. If if they fall out of the playoffs for some reason, we got a problem. Sound the alarms. Yeah. But if they're just going to do this a little bit, like most other teams do, on the way to the postseason, three and a half minute rant to open the open the show this week. Yeah, um, it's a, such a frustrating time to be a part of Leafs Nation during this road trip because. You're split down the middle between, okay, I'm not pumped about them falling asleep in the third period and blowing leads. 
And on the other side, it's an 82-game season. It's the NHL. You're going to go through times like this, and you just got to fight through it. And it all leads, all roads lead to April. And it's, I'm getting really sick and tired of trying to pick a side that I'm on because I'm not on a side. It's, I think they're better this year than they were last year as a team. Yes. Do they still have all the same core pieces that have blown leads over the past three to four years? Yes. Do they have a better supporting cast that might help that? Yes. They have a completely different goaltender who's had an incredible season who I hope continues his incredible season going into April, but I'm not going to get so upset when I watch them blow a lead like against Colorado, almost give up a lead in Las Vegas, the Arizona game, you know, like that sucked, but they dominated that game. Yes. And then they blow the lead against the blues but then they finally do what they hadn't done against Vegas and Colorado and actually show up in the third period and play the way that those other teams played against them in the third period. So then they show some heart. They win that game. And you just wake up, and I'm trying to think of where I'm at with this team. And it's as long as they make the playoffs, it's just – it's all irrelevant. Yes. Like, it's just all yes, irrelevant. That's what I'm saying. It's just – I know we have to like analyze this team and it's frustrating because you don't want to just blow off the season and be like, Oh, let's just wait for the playoffs because we got to do how many more episodes we have to do before we get to the playoffs. Quite a few, a lot. Yeah. So we're going to have to look at things on a weekly basis and analyze them either in a positive or negative way. But at the end of the day, it's all pretty irrelevant Mm -hmm. because it's all about April. It's all about April, and it's all about seeing they're going to get a tough matchup in the first round. They're not going to win their division. So you're looking at Tampa Bay, Florida, or and now the Bruins have won a million games in a row. And it's can they just get over the hump? Can this group get over the hump? And you can take as much as you want from these games in the season, but at the end of the day, I see the exact same hockey team that I've been watching for the past because couple of years. Because the core guys are the same core guys. And, and that's the, and not, the D core is pretty similar as that's, well. That's not a negative. No. It's it's like it's a positive, mm-hmm. if anything. But it's just like that's it. Like it, we're, we're gonna live and die with Kyle Dubas. We said it in the offseason. We said it at the beginning of this season, and it's still true now. He's living and dying with this core. Yeah. And yes, you can make the argument that he's given them their best supporting cast, like we said, but it's them. It's these guys. Plus Jack Campbell. That's it. Mm. That's it. So I don't like, I'm not, I'm not going to like ride the highs and the lows. Now, if they lose six in a row, I want you to play this clip of what I just said to you. Yeah, no, yeah. obviously but, a, a monumental disaster. Yes, yeah. but if they're gonna like drop a couple and then win a couple and then look like look terrible one night and then look great the next, like I'm not gonna ride that wave. It's just gonna be like these guys know they're not idiots. Mm. They're smart young men. They know what's at stake when the puck drops in round one. And I, it's it's at the point you've put yourself in a position where I don't – it doesn't matter who your opponent is. Yeah. It really doesn't. Like, let's just say Florida overtakes – because the Leafs aren't winning the division. 
I don't think they're winning the division. No. Let's just say Florida overtakes Tampa. Which they are. Florida can Florida scoring nine goals a game right now. So right? then you're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning, the two two time defending Stanley Cup champion in round one. Or you're playing the biggest dragon oh, yeah. that you've never slayed. You've you've put yourself in a position where that doesn't no one is gonna look and go, oh well, it was Tampa. Like you like it just is what it is. Like you've you've got to get it done. Yeah. Period. It's frustrating because they, I don't see, I don't foresee a collapse coming in the future because I think they're too good. And you're watching them and it's like, damn, this team is, they're a good team. They can hang with any team in this league in any game if they're playing their best or close to their best. But you start analyzing those matchups and yeah, it will be their fault. But then you start questioning how good they really are because out of those three teams in their division, I'd rather them play the Panthers because just for, the lack of experience and on that it's, roster. It's a better matchup. Yeah. And, and it's I don't like, want to go up against Vasilevsky in the first no, round. No, <laughs> and it's And it's like, damn, they're a good team. But how how am I still not confident enough that they can beat Boston or Tampa in a first-round series? Listen, part of that is like just is just the fact that they, their division is really good and these are good hockey teams. Yeah. Like, th- that's that's just part of it. Mm-hmm. It's just part of it. Yeah, it's 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 I'm just running around in circles when I'm watching them. Like I'm just I'm so wishy-washy with the way I feel. One second I'm like, you can't blow these leads. Like yeah. you can't do it. And then another minute, we're kind of where we're at where we're talking right now, being like, ah, whatever. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go cry on Twitter because no. of one blown lead. No. You know? And I'm not gonna start like rethinking, trying to reinvent the wheel here. It's like yeah. The only main difference between going into the first round this year versus previous years is Jack Campbell. Yeah. It's 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 Jack like they they haven't had how much of of the loss last year to um the Montreal Canadiens would you put at the feet of Jack Campbell? I thought he let in some weak goals in game 7. But I didn't, never thought that series should have got to Game Seven. No, so monumental mistakes by defenders costed them and forwards. Galchenyuk, Dermot, two big gaffes in those two games. I mean, Campbell. I thought that the one Gallagher goal that kind of opened it up in Game Seven. I was that was not great, but it never should have got to Game Seven. No, so it's not entirely. His, it, it. I don't blame place a ton of blame at his feet either. But at the same time. It, sometimes to get out of these playoff slumps, you need a goalie to. T- you, you sometimes you need to win a game you don't deserve. If you if you you're you're not gonna have a good matchup in the first round. It's just that's just the way the NHL is now, especially the top of the East. Even if you fall into one of those other wild card spots and you end up playing like the Penguins in round one or play something, the, probably play the Capitals. Capitals or something like. Jack Campbell's going to have to go toe-to-toe with whatever goaltender is on the other side of that rink if yeah. they're going to have a chance. But but that's not that's not that's not a, that's not the issue. How the hell do you think the right Lightning now? won two cups? They're so unfair. Yeah. Like but Vasilevsky that, is the best goaltender walking the planet. You can right look now. at you can look at the 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 Tampa Bay Lightning roster and you can pinpoint all the great players they have. You can pinpoint the fact that they probably have the best defenseman in hockey. But at the end of the day, that team does not win two Stanley Cups without their goaltender. No. Straight up. 
No. So it's just, ugh. but we're, we're okay. Let's analyze where they're at right now. Yes. Okay. All that being said, they have a problem, which again, sounds like the same problem we've been having year after year of falling asleep and just suffering from the worst case of puck watching. Yeah. I have like ever like, all these blown leads on this lo- road trip. They, they lose a little momentum in the game, either because they, they were on a PK or what, or the team just got another or the team just scored a goal. And then they do this thing where they're in their end and they're skating around and they're doing the whole, like having a good stick thing, <laughs> waving the sticks around, following guys around the zone, but none of them are attacking or checking and it all just ends up collapsing on Campbell. And then there's like just a weird little goal. Like, how, how many goals last night? Who who sniped on Jack Campbell last night? No one. No one. It yeah. was all in front of the net, all passes around the net. And it's like, you got to, st- guys all alone. Like, mm. it got to watch your man. Yeah. Like, stop <laughs> looking to e- e- exit the zone when you're getting dominated. Isn't like, it funny how, watch your man. Isn't it funny how it just goes through the whole team? Like, the whole team just. Yeah, it's yeah. it's unbelievable to watch. To be yeah, honest, yeah. I've never seen a team just go from a hundred to zero in two shifts. Yeah, like they look amazing. They're forechecking. They're doing all the things that they need to do to be a great hockey team and to win. And then they give up the one goal, and then they just like what? What are they doing? <laughs> like just leaving men? Why? I forget what goal. What it was? I think it was the Cairo goal where. The, they're all they're exiting the zone, but then someone turns it over and they throw it in front of Campbell. And there's there's a two on zero right in front of Campbell in the crease, and it's like where the hell is the defense? Yeah. What are they doing? Like, uh, and if I'm Sheldon Keith, I don't know how Sheldon Keith like. Well, I mean, like, that's that's part of what led cool, to the man. He, like, he's he contributed to a lot of the up and down this week. You know, he comes out after the Arizona game and he basically calls out the team's conditioning, and then there's videos. Of him bag skating them at practice, oh and so he's he's not happy. L- listen, he knows what I took from from the documentary at the beginning of the season on Amazon was he knows what they need to do to win in the playoffs. It's all about if these guys execute. Yeah, it's that. That's it. They got to figure it out, man. Yeah, they, they they have to find a way to when things are collapsing on them to to find a system or a or a way to defend because. There's ebbs and flows in every sport. How many times have you watched an NFL game where a team goes up in the fourth quarter with four minutes left and you just know the opposing team is going to just have that drive where the the team, the defensive team just can't make a play and they go down, score a touchdown and win the game. It's the same thing in hockey. You could dominate for a period, dominate for two periods, but most of the time there's going to be a point in each game where you are on the ropes a little bit and for the Le- if the Leafs want to be successful, they have to find a way to just rally when it's like that. I don't. I maybe I need to start watching other hockey teams play because we're such in a bubble of watching them play that we don't. I don't watch the Bruins play every night, but maybe they have those moments too where they're I on think, the ropes. I think. I think it is more common than you think. It's just how how do you minimize the damage? Correct. Like how do you absolutely correct get out? Like with one goal, not two, and they got to stop giving up goals at the ends of periods yeah, too. That's another bad habit they have. It's they just take the foot off the gas at the end of the period, and the, oh, I, I just don't get it. They got to find a way to, to to clean that up if they want to win. So they got a game 
against the New Jersey Devils at home. My understanding is that's still a go. Devils. Is it like, is it, has that game been pushed? Have we heard anything about that? I don't know. I don't like, to my knowledge, it's still, it's still a go. No, no, it has. It has been postponed. I am wrong. I am lying to your face. Their next games are Wednesday in New York against the Rangers and then Saturday in New York against the Islanders. Two tough games. So they're they're continuing a a tough stretch of games here. Yep. And it's, they can play good teams well, but we've seen what can happen when they also play good teams. They could fall asleep and collapse and lose a hockey game. So as long as they just keep going consistently, like you're right, it's, Stay away from the six-game loser. Yes. Get to the playoffs. Yes. We'll figure it out. Then. Yes. Yes. That, that's how you avoid absolute disaster. Um, one main topic I wanted to talk to you about today. Um, Jack Campbell's pending contract extension. Oh God. He's having a a. He's in the conversation thus far for the Vesna. He's having a career year. He's got Kyle Dubas by the by the you know what right now when it comes to negotiation. Oh, unreal! How much <laughs> so, he's got him. Oh. So, but here's here's the question I want to ask you because I think you can draw a comparison here to the Toronto Blue Jays. Like I think, yeah, this is very Robbie Ray and Marcus Simeon, yeah. two guys who came here and had an out of their mind year, mm-hmm. and you had to look at it and go. Okay, but if you look at the span of their careers, this season is yep. like, can they keep this up? Yep. So you have to kind of look at Jack Campbell through that same lens and be like, if we sign this guy to a five-year deal at $6 million, like, do we think he'll play like this? Like and he's been he's been pretty fortunate. Like we said um last week, the the benefit of of the COVID sort of pause was he was able to get some rest. Yeah. But like he's knock on wood. Like there hasn't, he seemingly stayed healthy. I'm going to mega knock on wood for that one. Um, But like, what do you do? Like, because you got, if, if he continues to have, especially if he contributes to you winning a playoff round, this guy, you got to pay this man his money. And so do you take that risk? And do you say, all right, we're going to sign you to a five-year deal at a $6 million cap hit? Or do you go, I don't know, Jack. Like, I mean, the Blue Jays would have re-signed Robbie Ray if there was no Kevin Gosman in the picture. Someone will come and give Jack Campbell that money. If Kyle Dubas doesn't do it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of teams that really need a goalie. Someone will give him that money. Goalies are tough because you, you look at Bobrovsky and you look at Carey Price, the two $10 million goalies, and all in all, haven't earned their contracts. I know Carey Price has had good runs in the, in the in the playoffs last year, but all in all, consistently have not earned their contracts. So there is a, a point with goalie negotiations where I think general managers are just going to be like, no. Yeah. Like, we're not paying you over $7 million. Like, absolutely not. I think I'm more interested in what Jack Campbell's camp is thinking right now because I don't think they're doing anything until the end of the season. No, I don't think so. I don't think they're going to do a thing. And Kyle Dubas might be completely screwed. And because it's, he's playing so well, and you're happy he's playing so well because they're in this position because he is. But 
I mean, what are you going to do? Go, go into next season with Peter Morazic as no, your goalie? No, not from what. Like, in fairness, he, to he the might guy. have you by the balls, and you yeah. just might have to bite another <laughs> ba- pa- well, possibly bad contract. Well, just to be if safe. You're, well, but if you're like at this, we don't need to get into this. We're going to have a whole whack of time to talk about this, and I'm so sick of talking about contracts. But like, you got to move a big contract if you're going to give Jack Campbell five, six million dollars. That's low end. If he continues, if he ends this season a Vesna finalist, he's low end. It's five to six million dollars. So you got somebody's got to go. You got to move off either like the guys who are making contracts that if you got rid of them would make a difference are Marner, Marner, Matthews. Obviously, that's not happening. Nylander, Tavares, Muzzin, Brody, Riley. Yeah. Like those are your five million dollar. There's a certain number eight that stands out to me that I would think. Yeah, I think his best days are behind him, and I think at the I end think, of the season, oh. if you can move on from him, that'd be great. But who's gonna take him? Nobody, and I would have no problem replacing him with with Rasmus Sandy. Like yeah. that, that's not an issue for me replacing Jake Muzzin. But obviously, it's you got to be very creative to move off a contract like that. It's. One thing I've learned this season more than any more than any leaf season in the past is any guy who is on an expiring contract minus Jack Campbell because goaltending is so important. But anybody who's on an expiring contract who's going to make more money after this season, say goodbye. Yep, they're gone. Yep, don't even think about re-signing them. Ilya Mikheyev. Don't get attached to them. Yep. Don't don't think that they're so important to this hockey team that they need to keep them. They're not. Yep. They're gone. Yep. You're in a tough spot with Campbell because if you don't have a goalie, like there's yeah. where would they be? It almost he's been letting in more goals lately than he has been earlier in the season. Whether that's be, his fault, the team's fault, probably a little bit of both. But it's just maybe, maybe that because he played so well at the start of the year, that their record is what it is right now because of him. Maybe yeah. they weren't even playing as good as we thought, yeah. but he was playing that good. It's hard to let that go. Yeah. It's hard to let that go. Like Freddie Anderson was at the end of the line. They seen enough. They thought that maybe they they were kind of in the same situation at the start of this season as they might be next season where Campbell might have to go. And then you're looking at like, were you, I wasn't confident that Jack Campbell could be a number one goalie going into this season. Well, we, if, if you remember, well, we we were impressed with what we saw last year. And the point of getting Marazic was, this was supposed to be a tandem situation and Campbell took, has taken the ball and run with it. Yeah. And Morazic hasn't. But again, I don't I don't want to dump on Peter Morazic. He's had injury trouble and he's the guy's barely played. I know, and he's so. been a pretty solid NHL. Yeah. If you look at pull up his hockey DB, he's been a pretty average solid goaltender yeah. his whole career. Yeah. And but if you're going into next season, like at least Jack Campbell, you're right. At least Jack Campbell had that last season run where yeah. it's like, "Hey, he sh- he showed that he could do it." Yes. And I I don't all right. Kyle's really been put in bad spots yep. as a general manager. Yep. Where well, part of this, I'm like again, I I'm so sick of talking about this, so I want to get off it. But like when you when you allocate so much of your salary cap to four guys, that's what happens. This is what happens. But he's proven. I've I, we've both said multiple times on this show already that this is a the best supporting cast they've had. So he's proven he can go out and find the caches and the buntings. Yeah, he did a great job. And the camp, the camps. 
But all those guys mean absolute jack shit if your goalie can't make a save. Exactly. You know? All right, before we get out of here, um, let's talk about the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> um, if you're a Leaf fan right now and you're you're upset about blown leads and um, like a road trip where you lost some games and you know where you lost a game in overtime and got goalied, just flip on the Edmonton Oilers and uh, yeah, we, we're we're doing okay. We're doing okay. Not good. Connor McDavid. We said this last week. I'm going to say it again. Connor McDavid for to make this league more fun and interesting. Do it. Just do it. Play out the rest of this season and then have your agent come out and say, get us out of here. Mm -hmm. We're done. This is, this is, this is a clown car and I'm getting off it. Well, that means like screw the Jack Campbell discussion. Like you're gonna have to find a way to clear cap space Please. for ninety seven to come here. Because that's you know that's what he wants. Dude, I I K. Like I don't wanna I hate like trolls and everything, <laughs> but I'm I'll look at me right now. Look at him. Connor McDavid leaves Edmonton. He wants to go to one place. Yes. And I promise you it's that. Yeah. It's this logo. I promise you. I've actually never been more sure about anything in my entire life. See, to me, that where Austin Matthews wants to leave Toronto because he's from the U.S. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Going to play in New York or L.A. would be pretty sick. Yep. Be pretty awesome. Or if he wants to go back home and play for the team that can't pay for their own building, then that's just that's that, fine. That's the biggest joke I've ever heard. Connor McDavid grew up two minutes from my house, yep. from our house. Yep. This guy, I, I know I'm kind of near his age group. He's got all his, his whole life is around here. If this guy wants to leave and go anywhere, it's he right wants to here. come. He wants to come home. I promise you, whether <laughs> it's one year, two years, five years, ten years, he will have that sweater on at some point in his career. Well, I promise you. Well, well there you go. You I can mean, come back at me in to me, ten years and to me, I that's... will tell you. I told you so. To me, that's an aside from the fact that, like, let's make this interesting this offseason. Yeah. Just come out and say, I know. we're done. This is a joke. I'm out of here. Like, what a what a dumpster fire of an organization the Edmonton Oilers are. Like, like honestly. Like, regime after regime coming in there, and they just well, screw it up. Peter did a number on them. Well, what's but, Kenny Holland doing? But I, I don't think you can keep blaming him for that. The M, but, like, the Edmonton Oilers are the perfect example of Jack Campbell leaving the Toronto Maple Leafs yes. and having Peter Morazic and, it's true. It's and true. whoever you, else. You put, you put that, that's a that's a huge thing with the Oilers, yeah. You, you, Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen? Yeah. No. They're garbage. <sighs> yeah. I mean... I feel honestly, I kind of feel bad for. I don't feel bad for them. I feel bad for some of the players, to yeah. be honest with you. I don't mm-hmm. feel bad for that fan base because they can go screw themselves yeah. when you have that history of a franchise. That fan base pisses me off. Yeah. But they're they're having a tough go right now. They are having a. How's Zach Hyman feeling right now? Hope you're enjoying your money and your nice yeah house and the frigid. If you're on yeah. an expiring contract and you're a role player. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. I'm never making that mistake again. Yeah, yep. Never. 
See you later. You can be replaced. All right. We're going to get out of here. Um, we'll be back next week. Let's see what happens on this, uh, this back-to-back games in New York. Thanks, everybody, for checking us out. If you like what you see, head to our Instagram at Talkin Buds Podcast. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We really appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Joel McLeod, co-host of the 905er Podcast. The 905 is one of the most diverse and densely populated regions of Canada. Four and a half million of us live, work, and play in the area surrounding Toronto. That's more people in the 905 than actually live in Toronto. Each election, the 905 decides who forms our government at both the provincial and federal levels. So why isn't more attention being focused on us here in the 905? We're looking to change that. My co-host, Roland Tanner, and I tell the stories that define what we are calling the most important region in Canada. Each week, we bring to your attention news, culture, and issues that make up what it means to be a 905er. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. Or you can visit us at 905er.ca to subscribe. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.